Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sourcing School Podcast. I'm Brian Fink, he's Ryan Leary, and we are joined by the one, the only, JCK. We are excited to be on the floor here, sponsored by the team at Olio in the Olio Podcasting booth. Jenny, what's going on today? How are you? Hi everybody, uh, this is Jenny Cody Kangas, or JCK, as uh, the nickname uh, Brian mentioned. I'm doing very well. It's been a great HR tech, and I'm so excited to have this conversation Don't today. Don't the champagne There's over. a champagne cart that is going past JCK as we speak right now. <laughs> there is champagne, there is alcohol everywhere at this conference, my goodness It's gracious. the last day. They're, they're ready to party. They're it's 11.44 in the a.m., y'all. Can, can I just say, I love your glasses. Oh my they gosh, are you're so amazing. Sweet. They thank would look you. like shit on me, but I love them. <laughs> yeah, no, I thank you. But thing, like I, I love different glasses, and um, I just input my uh, prescription onto like Semi Optical or Zillow, and you nice. can get like I think these are like forty five dollars with the lenses. Really? Yeah. Can't the, beat that. The only problem is like you can try these different kind of glasses out. Um, but I ended up falling in love with these ones, and now they're discontinued. So I was like, oh. I will find a way. There's always a way. So, um, yes. That kind of sounds like my uh, my plight when it comes to Apple accessories that are in this bright orange color over here, right? We don't like Apple. Stop it. I love my Apple accessories. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so I don't know about you, but this fly is Oh, yeah, there's a fly that's buzzing around. It's, it's like... Uh, it'll land on your head. It'll land on your microphone. Um, so, JCK, you are walking the floor. People are having lots of conversations with you. 30,000-foot view, you make an impact in this community. What, From a 30,000-foot view, what is it that you do that brings value to everybody who's here on the floor today? Yeah, um, great question, Brian. So what I do, we obviously, so for those of you who are, are listening in, um, we're sitting in a booth inside of a giant, giant room that is filled with 500 different vendors that are in our space. And so what I do is I work with customers to make sure that they have the infrastructure to be able to implement these properly. Because it's not necessarily about the technology, it's about how you implement it and making sure that you've got like a foundational data strategy and you're able to tell stories with numbers and that things are working the right way. And, you know, so I'm the person that comes alongside of the buyers to help them learn how to get that right. Okay, about getting it right. Uh, what are people getting right here at HR Tech? What are they? What is? What are they getting correct? Come correct, JCK. <laughs> um, I think they're getting right to be here, right? Like, so having a growth mindset, being able, I mean, people listening to this podcast right now, right? Like, so being able to be curious and um, willing to learn, I think that part is really, really important. Oh, I leaned into his mic and I'm like, I'm going to interrupt my, I'm going to interrupt no, him. No, I was just, I'm letting you talk. I'm tired, man. All right. So this is, this why, why, why are you tired, man? They're, 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 they're passing out day. the drinks. They got a, they got orange juice over there. We'll get you a they, little caffeine. Got Everything will be good. They five-hour energy too. They have five-hour, like literally catty corner from us right yeah. now. Yeah. So. We just go grab some. <laughs> about, about energy. You talk about implementation. Yes. What are the vibes that you're feeling going from 2023 to 2024 in the TA space? You got any predictions? Um, you really, do you really want my predictions? We, I, want we do. Predictions. Yeah. Oh God. Are um, you going to be the anti-hero? No, I don't know what that means. But uh, also, oh wait, that's a Taylor Swift song, right? I think so. I, so for, for the people listening in, a little bit of context. I hit my head in 2020. I remember nothing from before it, including popular culture. And so sometimes these types of situations come up and I look at Brian and I'm like, is, that was a Taylor Swift song for reference, right? Okay, so, so for, for reference, JCK and I talk 
all the time, yes, right? So yes. this is like a conversation between <laughs> friends. Like Ryan is the odd man out Ryan's here. Ryan's like, what? I, that's and so I, I, didn't, like I didn't know if this was a Taylor Swift joke because, you know, like Maddie is all about, so everybody knows my daughter. If you don't know her from the podcast, you know her from HRTX or you know her from my newsletter where I beg you for money for her school. You, know, um, you spent $1,400 on tickets? Ten. We are never, ever, ever talking about that together. <laughs> we are never, oh ever, gosh. ever. I love it. All right. So, so sorry, everybody, for the, the, the quick, like, uh, sidestep on Taylor Swift. Um, I think there's a... So, to go back to your question, which is what do you think is going to come in 20... Or what's, what's coming 2024. Up? I think we're about to step into a reckoning. <laughs> a reckoning. Yeah. In a pretty big way. And oh. so, what I mean by that is generative AI has... Um, change the game in a lot of ways, right? Like I'm a huge proponent of generative AI. I'm somebody with a disability and generative AI helps me do so much more um, that's not having to like drain the batteries of like who I am. And so I'm able to go so much further and faster. Um, so big fan of Gen AI. However, uh, there's a lot of technology that's coming out of the Gen AI space right now, including um, technology that's going to allow you to, you know, mass apply to like 200 plus jobs with the click of a button. Um, our infrastructures that we have from a talent acquisition standpoint, uh, they're not ready for that. And so what I mean is these companies probably in the next probably three months or so are going to be flooded with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of applications. That are Gen AI. That are Gen AI resumes. Okay. Yes. And so what's going to have to happen is these um these applicant tracking systems, the different technologies that you're using are going to have to figure out some way to have like a, a digital footprint to, to assess whether or not this is like a bot or not a bot, right? Like, they're so going to be a step ahead. They're going to have to. But as we know with applicant tracking systems, um, when we implement them and we customize them, often they are taken off a vendor roadmap. And that makes them really difficult to play with, right? Oh, no. Um, so there is going to be, I think there's going to be a reckoning. And if you think it's hard to go through the applications that you have today for your job, just imagine if now I got 400 applications and I'm going to get 400,000. Okay, so then let me come back to this. Is yes. that there's been a big theme here and over the past six months, you and I were at RecFest and there were a lot of people that were talking about the death of sourcing. And I define sourcing as finding passive talent. You're talking about an influx of active talent and af active applicants, right? 100% I am. And um, just to double click on the, the, the sourcing piece, for those of you listening, uh, it turns out humans are not one size fits all. <laughs> uh, turns out, right? Yeah, that's like that. What we do in the sourcing world is being able to like ask right sharp questions and figure out what's needed. And then we're going to go and try to find that needed thing um, out there, right? Um, Gen AI today and probably for the next several years isn't going to be able to understand the nuance of a human. It's going to be a lot harder. And so, yes, there may eventually be certain things that aren't going to be, um, that that Gen AI will take over. But sourcing just going away, y'all, like, if you know how to find a purple sparkly unicorn, OpenAI is not going to be able to help you find a purple Thank sparkly you. unicorn. Like, it's just not how it works. Now, Thank that being you. said, sourcers are, so sorry, I'm like totally like out of, out of uh, like, what is it, speech box, She's soap box, or whatever? She's about to fire all the sourcers <laughs> in the world. No. Gener so, sourcers are uniquely positioned to become super users yeah. of Gen AI. Because, like, honestly, like, Boolean search string, you guys, is, is a prompt, right? And so... It, 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 
ChatGPT does not do good bullion. They won't. Today. But no, but here's, I need to connect the dots for you here. Okay. So in order to make Gen AI work the best, I need to call out. So at its core, sourcers are able to understand and find people and the nuance of people, right? In order to get Gen AI to work properly, you need to understand the nuance of what you're looking for. So if I'm okay. able to, to call out, similar to like... I need a, a redact whatever, right? Like if I'm able to call out the hat that I need the person to wear and the lens I want it to look through, you are able to get ridiculous responses in terms of like prompt engineering. And so like, I truly believe that sourcers have a massive leg up because you already understand that like, like it's the right sharp questions, right? That you're gonna need in order to find the right answer. So I will pause for a second, but uh, yeah. Brian looks like he has something to say. <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, I, I like everything you're saying here. And, and again, it, I mean, a couple of the, the products that we spoke with over the last two days, they're all saying the same thing. And they're all preparing for that. I don't know that any of them have accomplished it. By the look on the face, I'm Jenny saying Jenny is no. sticking her finger in her mouth <laughs> as she is going to throw <laughs> up. Vomiting everywhere. This is no, a no, no, visual no. podcast. Oh, okay, I'm okay, sorry. so here's the thing. I don't think that Jenny has there. now removed her glasses. Oh, God. And and game, Brian knows that that's a tell for me that I'm about on. to say something. <laughs> right, right. Okay, um, there were some incredible presentations, y'all, yesterday. Um, specifically about, like, how Jenny AI is going to change the world and, like, all So you're calling all these BS things. on all of this. No, I'm not calling BS on it. Buyer syndrome. Um, <laughs> I am... I'm highlighting a very, very, very important flaw that exists. So um, what was said, just to like connect the dots, was that because of the growth of these generative AI products, um, all of our problems are going to be solved, right? Which is cool. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, in order to like, if you if you have the proper data infrastructure, and you can, you and I know this. We're data nerds, right? It's my favorite four-letter word. Um, but like, if you have the right data infrastructure, your data is clean in that lake. I can put Gen AI or something that's on there to connect the dots to that. The problem is. Most of the buyers who are here don't understand how to build the proper foundation in order to get the data clean. And if we don't do that, it's it's garbage in, garbage out, y'all. Like, it and so matter. it's such an important piece. If we want to help our our organizations get this right, we have to start storytelling. Like, what does it actually look like? Yes, there is this cool like you know pie in the sky. We can do this. It's the mountain with like the the new world or whatever. I don't know all the isms. Um, I'm playing my hat injury. Um, but <laughs> Let, we're living in America Let's unpack at the end that of the millennium. Let's unpack that a little bit. How does an organization with really just bad data, how do, how do they start to get that prepared for this next movement? Uh, number one step, y'all, is you have to have a map of your of your decision-making processes and your experience from high to fire. If you don't have that... You really aren't uh, positioned to be able to leverage like AI or automation because in order to get AI or automation right, you need to be putting it where there's friction. And if you can't assess where there's friction, that's the wrong way to do it. So step one is going to be utilize those design thinking skills to understand what the problem is and actually map it. And then to be able to ask the right sharp questions. And as we know, I, I grew up as a project manager before I hit my head. Uh, but one of the, the roles that we have in the project management space is, or I guess saying... Scrum master. <laughs> the problem that presents itself, y'all, is often not the problem you need to fix. And so you've got to ask the right sharp questions to figure that out. 
and um, and really clarify and verify, like verify. That five wise, five wise. Yes, and what what Brian's referring to is like you have a situation, you ask, but why, and then you get an answer, and you ask, but, but why. why? And yes, and like it sounds silly, y'all, but like this is a really important piece that we need to go through because when resources are lean and our teams are a lot smaller and we're having to do more with less, it is imperative that we are actually working on the right things. And so, um, yeah, I know I'm like probably way over time, guys, but no, do, don't worry. About, okay, <laughs> two minutes and fifteen seconds. You're yeah. good. No, yay, no, 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 no. yay, yay, yay! Only two minutes. JCK, over. this has been a really impactful conversation. I hope that people will give this a listen, and that people are going to share this out because yeah. you have laid out, you've laid out what you need to do to be. I mean, not just what you need to do to be actionable, but what you need to do to create success in your organization, and. There are a lot of buzzwords. There's a lot of junk. It is data. It is good data in, good data out. It is bad data in, bad data out. Uh, this is a, an interesting time for us in, in an interesting environment. We'll see what the reckoning looks like in 2024. Will you come back in 2024 and have we, another conversation? We need conversation to have you back with, on and like when we get home. Let's have her back on and get a full 30 minutes. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Yes, and the last thing that I just want to like double click on here, not to interrupt you, Brian. It's going go um, to go 14 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the only way to solve a hard problem is to choose to begin. And you're not going to know the entire blueprint, but when you, when you choose to begin, you're going to be able to assess what's the first right step, and then based on, again, on data, favorite word, right? Like, where are we drifting? Where are we shifting in order to get that right? And so these these talk, things we're talking about, like, how do you, how do you get work right? you got to start. Choose right? to begin. Amen. And it's not necessarily about having the perfect strategy. It's actually about having the perfect strategy to drift and shift your strategy when you get it wrong. And remember that getting it right is gleaned through getting it wrong, y'all. So failure is the blueprint where we can glean the blueprint for getting getting it right. So be intentional. Um, yes. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> Round of applause for JCK. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. We are coming to you live from the Olio podcasting booth at HR Tech. Thank you so much, JCK. G- JCK, <laughs> we will see you soon on the Sourcing School podcast. Thank you. Wow.